Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Season 94, Episode 1 of the Dele Zagaista production of I Heart Radio. This is a podcast we already know. We cut open America's body, we look into its soul, and we're like, what the fuck is this? And to say officially off the rip, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. It's Monday, okay? August 5th, 2019. Yes, we made it another week. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Hungry high women outside. Where does this stop? Where did you tell me to board this line? You've been to Florence. No, then you must go. Don't even think about it. You must go. Ah, things that you should do and you can do almost anything that you want to do yeah but i can't go back no 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 can do i can't go for that no 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 can do okay thank you for that another no can do can't go for that. <laughs> Holonos Inspired, a.k.a. This one is from Certifiable at 56PC Certifiable. If you are a certified personnel person who can repair PCs, hit them up. I think that's what that means. If not, I'm sorry that I botched it. Uh, and again, I'm loving Holonos. You know what I think I want to do? I want to I want to give people a theme of the week and then give me AKAs based on one song. So for next, for this week, hit me with um, just one of them days. Okay. Give me an AK based on that. Just one of them days that a girl goes through. Give me that shit this week, and that's what every AK I'm going to do this week will be off that, okay? Don't disappoint me. And if you do, then I'll go back to regular stuff. Anyway, I took too long for that. I must say, I am thrilled <laughs> to be joined by my co-host, a special guest co-host, uh, a fellow Bruin, okay? Somebody who is from SoCal who understands the vibrations. One of the greats, the talented, the hilarious, the uh, agile. You're a libero, right? Defensive <laughs> yeah. specialist? Yes, you were all over that motherfucker. Digging it out like a fucking miner, like you were in the book Holes. You're digging holes and you're digging whatever the fuck. Please welcome Blair Saki. What up, Daily Zeitgeist? Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Oh. That trademark, tam- that, that, that scruffy voice of yours. Thank you for blessing us with it. Um, Thank you, you for having me. Oh my God, it's so great to be here. Mm-hmm. It's been great catching up. We have a lot to get to. Today. We got a lot to get to. Oh you have God. a great hat on. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. You too. I love. I you know I grew up with Juicy. It's really close to my heart. Really? Yeah, I could draw that. I could draw Juicy S. All fucking with my eyes closed. I'll do it right now. Literally, no. Close your eyes, motherfucker. You just said with my eyes closed. No, no. I want to see just for as an experiment. I know it's a podcast, but let's just see. Mm-hmm. 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 Your eyes are Yo, fluttering the- at an alarming rate. Also, there's not even ink coming out of the pen right now. Okay, this is a <laughs> failed experiment. Um, but without further ado, uh, let's welcome our guest today. Uh, a man who was who came on in the early days of this office, has been around the sun a few times, and has come back to Earth to visit us. Please welcome George's very own, uh, the very funny and talented stand-up comedian, Caleb Sinan. Oh my God, that made it sound like I was really old. No, I've been mean, around the sun. Yeah, at least <laughs> once, right? At least one year old. Oh wait, I've been around the sun. Okay, that like every year. Yep. Oh, Caleb, when you were <laughs> I don't. I've never heard sayings. <laughs> when you were fourteen, did you still have the feel of like a thirty-nine-year-old man? I and people have always thought I was an old soul. Oh my god. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I'm not mature. I'm not. I don't have stuff like together. Were you raised in the church? Yes. So I think that was maybe that's maybe what it part is. of it. Yeah. You also yeah. talk like an old-timey newscaster. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you mean? What does an old-timey <laughs> newscaster sound like? Like Caleb. All right. What, what Give us a storyline. Tell us uh, that uh, the, the, the Germans have uh, surrendered. Uh, the Germans. How about this? How about uh, at 145 today in <laughs> Dallas, uh, <laughs> President John F. Kennedy was pronounced dead by the... That, yeah, one. there you go. <laughs> Damn. Tell us... We should have the weirdest show where it's Blair, old like a time traveler newscaster, and then me being doing my drunk voice for the most absurd morning zoo show. Oh. Hey, you give us the fucking uh, the the weather, dog. <laughs> 
before we uh, dive into your brain a little bit more, Kayla, mm. let's tell people what we're talking about today. Uh, Katy Perry took an L in court uh, because apparently her track Dark Horse uh, with Juicy J. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> that was for me. Shut the fuck up! Uh, that was Nick Kroll, I believe, but... I should have loaded up my Juicy J one. Anyway, uh, she lost a lawsuit because that, that track apparently sounded too much like a Christian rap song. So we'll get into wow. that. You'll, you'll be able to decide for yourself uh, if the judge ruled correctly. Uh, then uh, the Washington Post, not hiding anymore. They're full on just shilling for the insurance industry. Their uh, editorial board just came out with a cool attack on uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren for, for thinking Medicare for all uh, is even realistic. And then also, let's talk about uh, the GOP, because, you know, a lot of people are jumping ship uh, as uh, the election draws closer. Um, and Oscar Mayer has a hot dog ice cream sandwich. Yeah, let that settle. Let that sit in a second. Um, Netflix is watching us, maybe. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about Tarantino's new film, because we've got some ideas. We've got some thoughts. We've got some feelings all over. Now, let's get into it. Caleb, mm-hmm. what is something from your search history that is revealing about it. Uh, well, I knew I. Uh, the last thing I googled uh, was how to French press a coffee. Okay. Because I had never done it till this morning. Wow. <laughs> and uh, you ever tried that? That's some thirty-nine-year-old no. man shit. <laughs> well, come on, I, it's my first time. Yeah, but you. I mean, like that's pretty good for like. How old are you? Like twenty-four. Twenty. I'm twenty-one. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. No, I'm 28 now, and it's my first French press. Are you a big coffee drinker? I love coffee. I've always done it with the pot. Like just like an automaker kind of thing? Yeah, because you just that takes one second. Yeah. A French press takes, it. I swear it took 30 minutes. <laughs> you had to, you have to like uh, boil some water, <laughs> which is like, what? What did you think was happening in that coffee pot? Before? I don't know. I, I don't want to do it. The coffee pot does all the, mm-hmm. that. And so you boil water, that takes forever. That's like so long. And then you got to grind the coffee mm-hmm. and then you put it in there and you pour the water on it. And then you then you just wait for like five minutes. Yeah. And then you got to And then you it. push the thing and then you wait again. And then it's just and but then by the time you have it, it's like not do that you, good. Well, I guess. Do you like coffee enough to feel like, oh, actually, that was delicious. You don't give a fuck. You just want your coffee. Uh, anything that I have to do is not it doesn't turn out good. <laughs> the more steps where it's like, oh, they go, you know, if you do that yourself, and I'm like, ah. nah, well, every time. It's not going to taste good enough by more. It honestly tasted worse than anything. Yeah. Damn. And you like probably did it all wrong. You I did every grounds in your mouth. There were like 10 steps. I did all of them wrong. I watched a YouTube tutorial, and uh, it was a horrible morning. So back to Folgers for you. Right. That's why I was so happy to get here. I'm like, ooh, Zevia, you know? <laughs> Do you Skinny fuck with Zevia a lot? I'm fucking with it. No, this before is, No, before. Today. Have you heard of it? I didn't know what it was. Me oh, either. really? You found that in the back of the fridge here. My God. You guys <laughs> must not good. be skinny Instagram models. I don't understand. <laughs> Something's up because there's nothing in it, but come on. If it's sweet, well, it's, it's all Stevia. It's all just, you know, uh, fake sugar that's derived from whatever the fuck it is. That's why I look. Just, if you're going to go for it, just drink sugar, man. You know what I mean? Just give right. yourself the right There's way. no way this is good for me, right? Uh, well... Let's make this podcast about something Shout else. Shout out to Zevia. <laughs> keep, uh, keep at it. What's overrated? Overrated. I think places. Like, everyone <laughs> thinks, ooh, L.A., New York, I got to London. I have, everywhere I've ever been is just as good as where I left. I don't think mm-hmm. anything's that great. Uh, <laughs> I don't think people go, like... A lot of joy in your life. Yeah, I no, I forgot that you are stirred emotionally by nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what's the what's the only have you ever been somewhere and been like, that was a cool place? But I'm always like, where I was was cool. <laughs> this is not noticeably better than where I was. So to you, every place on earth is equal. I honestly, yeah. Have you ever been upset before? Not I mean, uh, when was I mad? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um he did get a kick out of everything in the office. Like, whoa, that's cool. He's like, what about oh, uh, yeah, everywhere's nice. everything's great. Pop I don't secret. know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do. What is this? This is great. You been to Europe? Um, no, that maybe that'll get me. 
Um, yeah, I think Europe is probably a cool place to start off with, um, especially if you've never been to Tuscany in Italy. The sound of Europe? Um, the sound of the Tuscan hills in a way. There's <laughs> a way I know you might not be moved by normal places, but this, my friend, is no place. It's, uh, it's a moment and it's an experience that I feel that every person should experience. Well, I, I bet I would like it because I everywhere I go is fine. Like I'm not. God damn it, Caleb! Oh my God, I wouldn't dislike it. He's about to be lit. Jesus Christ! I wouldn't dislike it. <laughs> so if you bite into like homemade pasta, you don't feel like anything emotionally. That's the big one for you. <laughs> yes. As an Italian, homemade yes. pasta. Oh my God! If like yeah, I mean, I was in danger because this guy was like trying to make me homemade pasta, and I was like, you know, I don't feel like if I go over there and eat this, like I could fuck him without. <laughs> so I didn't, you know. So you it would have too yourself. much of a pull over me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very easy to make, by the way. Pasta, some good semolina, you know. So, hmm? Semolina, semolina, yeah. I'll give you a YouTube clip right. to look at later. Um, what's something that's underrated? Underrated. Mm. Oh, here's one. Uh, people go, "Ooh, I got. I'm lonely. Ooh, mm-hmm. I think being lonely is great." Nice. What are people talking about? <laughs> are you ever alone, Caleb? I feel to... like you're never alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never been alone. Do you ever just like spend a day alone? No, you have people around you all the time. All the time. Yeah. So it's like uh, maybe that's why. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I just, wait, so overrated. Not enough. Overrated would be uh, being with people. Being with people. Mm-hmm. Underrated would be uh, places. Places. <laughs> this makes me sound insane. Uh, I should have just said tuna from Subway. <laughs> hey, oh well, God. go on. Caleb. Underrated tuna from Subway. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. No, I agree. Now you oh, write it this Oh, here's shit. one. The rapper Scarface is underrated. I've from, always from thought From Houston? It. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Love Scarface. I've been listening to him all summer, and uh, I don't know why he doesn't get brought up more. I well, think it's because yeah. he's really ugly. But other than that, <laughs> wonderful music. Do you ever- I mean, oh. I think Scarface is- Yeah, you know, he's not rated enough to people who don't really like listen to a lot of hip-hop. And hip-hop, yeah. people already know. They acknowledge Scarface. Uh, as a just OG, but I think outside of that, people should get in, get into it. Right. If you're just a regular, casual listener, you yeah. probably check him out. It's your it's got a great summer music by the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, smoking some weed, margarita. Whoa. It's gonna you're gonna love it. That's a party. I've Try never heard of him in my life, but don't you guys also think that sometimes really ugly people are hot? <laughs> <laughs> they are because like. <laughs> Who's a, who's someone that you would that is not traditionally beautiful that you're like I'm I'm ready. I don't know. All my friends say that about all my ex boyfriends, but um, <laughs> that they're all I, ugly hot. N- no, no. <laughs> but like sometimes if someone's face is just like absolutely mangled, like they had to like cultivate extra terrestrial personality traits that to overcome this, uh, fo- this wow looks based society yeah and so they've cultivated these x factors that just grab you without you even realizing it you know what i mean well it sounds like to me that you're just not as superficial like that you're Despite <gasps> someone's looks, you're like, what's that? What's that energy coming off you? Oh my god! What's that? What's that X factor personality you got? I am receiving what you're saying, and that I'm an incredible person. Yeah. But, wow. but also, but also that can be dangerous too, because you think someone's charismatic, and then they just like they were just on coke the whole. They're time. They're on alcohol. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like. Uh, I I think uh, traditionally attractive people are look great. Oh, great. Damn, that's the thing. You ever seen like a model? Yo, like that yes. you see on a billboard? Right. Oh my god, underrated. <laughs> I'm glad you can You see you see like a <laughs> I was worried when I saw you on the on the schedule cuz I'm like, yo, Caleb's about to come in here with these inflammatory takes oh, yeah. that could just upend the universe. Uh, what's yeah, a man. myth, Caleb? What's something that people, you know, like people get wrong? Uh, that money can't buy happiness. Every time I've gotten money, I feel so much better than right before it happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, it literally, all the things I like, it, it gets <laughs> for me. Wow. I don't understand what the problem is. Does it? Um... <laughs> Margaritas and sitting Margaritas, by the uh, you know, My phone bill. I can't even talk to my loved ones without money. Right. No, a Scarface CD. You got a Scarface. Weed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything. Uh, yeah, money's great. What's Well, how long does that last for? The money the happiness. Feeling. 
You said right before it feels better than right before you got it, and then you get it, and then how long can you ride that for? Until it runs out. Mm. And then once more, when run, money runs out, is bad. It's bad. And then when it comes back, great. Great. So I honestly, that to me seems like the, uh, that's the key to life. Is money. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird because a lot of these people are so focused on like, you know, don't tie your happiness to something so external like m- money and the objects that it brings. Yeah. And that's just bullshit. But you'll die without it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got, Get my money. parents were very money. realist, like my uh, my dad's a preacher and stuff, so they taught me all that. But their main thing uh, was like, they're like, you need money badly. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, Jesus is tight too. Get but... a job, and it's going to be hard. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. So, the father, money, son, and the holy credit score. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Make sure them things are right. Oh, yeah. Credit score. Oh, my God. Oh, Do you God. have a good credit score? No way. It's good. Oh. My you haven't even checked. checked that's, the, that's the attitude of someone who's not even bothering to look. Yeah. There's no way it's good. <laughs> there's no way. Just, there's no way. I checked good. a couple weeks ago. It was fair. No, oh, okay. It I want to be so rich. Like I just want to be so fucking rich. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then what? I don't know. Like my life is good. So like I, my life is good. With, you just want to turbocharge it with some without cash without being rich. <laughs> so I can't even imagine the heights I will soar to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It'll be so crazy. You, sell, you just you, you, you cure okay, cancer. Okay, what are three first three things? You're a billionaire overnight. What are your first three things? The really the things I care. I want to sit first class. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired of just like being cramped all the mm-hmm. fucking time. I want to eat at any restaurant. The main thing I care about is restaurants and pasta, and then I'll have a, pers- a personal trainer, so my body will be so fucking sick, even though I'm like eating more than I ever have. My yeah. life. Oh my god, and that's about it, really. That's Pasta, a dope <laughs> personal trainer, yeah, and first class. Yeah, first that's class. it. I just like immediately like to be a billionaire. It's first class. Yeah, I want to say first class. I every. Well, just... you're asking me the three things I would yeah, do. Yeah, what are your three? if I or oh, buy? Yeah. I'm simple. I would buy. I would probably buy a Nissan Skyline GTR. <laughs> is that a sponsor of the podcast? No, this is a car I love. I'd buy a Casper uh, R34. It's, it's fucking. It's a wrap. <laughs> Uh, I would buy a car. I would buy an old Chevelle and try and make an actual pod racer from Star Wars with it using jet engines. It's from an article I read in Electronic Gaming Monthly from oh 1998. God. Whoa. Oh, my God. Uh, what else? And then, honestly, I would probably just travel. Yeah. I would always, you know, if there's probably, I mean, if I had that money, the first thing I would do was just board a jet and find my way to the hills of Tuscany, a place... <laughs> That is already like heaven, and in a way, even without the billions of dollars, I feel like I am. So I feel a little conflicted. Do I need the money? Yeah, you can anyway, just go to wait. Also, not to make myself sound like the incredible hero that I am, but like I would get all my friends and people like these incredible gifts. They wouldn't even. They would be so psyched about. Yeah. Like I would just like buy someone a car. And they're like, ah, and they're like, what the fuck? Right. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I did that. I think I would just do that. I would spend a little money and then give it all away because billionaires are fucking illegal. So That's how right. about that? That's uh, right. I, I reject the premise of your question, oh, sir. Oh, here we go. Miles hold, Morals. Yeah. I would hold a big As I meeting. say it from my castle in Tuscany, get the fuck away. Because <laughs> there's only like 2,000 billionaires on earth. Uh, I would hold a big meeting with a big theater. I'd be like gathering of the billionaires. And then I burn it to the ground. Wow. While everyone was in it. Oh, and so you'd be like Khaleesi, yeah. basically, how she had all the calls in that tent and was like, guess what? It's a fucking fire party. But I would want to live so I could be the only billionaire. Yeah, but you would and come out, rule but Earth. you would invest in your suit so you could emerge from the flames similar to Daenerys. <laughs> no, he started this and then it turned out it was Machiavellian the whole time. Right. Or Who's that? You. Machiavelli? <laughs> yeah. What'd he do? Oh, um, boy. Um, well, you know, before we get into that, we'll get, we'll get you a copy of The Prince. Tupac. <laughs> nice. His name is Tupac, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, uh, let's go get a copy of The Prince, and we'll read that uh, during this commercial break. We'll be right back. Hell yeah. And we're back. Um, let's talk about Katy Perry. Um, I don't know if you remember her song Dark Horse. Sure. Featuring Juicy J. If you don't, I'll play a little bit of a clip before we're sued out of existence. Give me one moment to get the vinyl record out. Okay, let me put out the needle there and just play this. So this is the beat. 
Let's rage. I knew you were. You were gonna come to me. Okay, I mean, we all remember that. We've right, all been right. to a halftime show. <laughs> um, but so she, uh, there, she got in a little bit of a, a legal dispute oh, um, because a federal jury, <laughs> federal jury decided uh, after a week trial that there was a copyright lawsuit that basically claimed that Dark Horse was too similar to a Christian rap song from 2009 uh, by Marcus Gray, who is not my cousin. That I know of. But if he did get a lot of money, I will hit him up because I'm trying to go back to Tuscany. Um, this is how his track sounds, Joyful Noise, and it's pretty similar. I would have got dinged. You don't think that's too similar? How many chord progressions are there in the world? Like 12, 13? Well, the sound. Okay, so apparently the court ruled that it's just too similar and there were several elements i think it was one that it was that sort of uh little descending synth line plus the beat uh was very similar but that but katie perry's legal team was basically saying like look they're just trying shit out this is how you arrive at stuff and i i totally understand that argument uh but you know she did try to take that uh church away from those nuns and los feliz (laughs) and i'm team nuns Wait, she did yeah she tried to buy this old this old property in Los Feliz that these nuns were like, uh, that was owned by a church or something. And she was like in a long court battle trying to get it. And I, eventually, I think she lost out. I didn't know that. Or maybe she yeah. did win the house and then something happened where it proved God existed. I forget. Wow. Something Whoa. like that happened. Uh, but don't fact check me. With I'm a in federal a court. That. <laughs> you yeah. can't steal beats from God. <laughs> Yo, God do will not slap yeah. back. <laughs> God will sue your ass, dude. <laughs> Um, no, don't you come for the king, <laughs> So, don't you know, my thoughts and prayers are with uh, Katy Perry as she gets through this difficult time. I hope she can cry on her gigantic pillow of money. Or as my yeah. mom calls her, Kate Perry. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is she adamant that she's Kate Perry? <laughs> she, My mom just, like, <laughs> doesn't. She just shortens people's names. She calls Bra- Brad Cooper. Oh wow! As, as if they're her close personal right. friend. <laughs> Brad Cooper. She doesn't know she's doing it though. Uh, like people named Michael or Mike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, one thing. Okay, so last week we were talking about the debates. You know, that was a big focal point for everybody in comedy and Twitter, and I guess the po- in journalism yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't really pay attention to that part, but. Um, a lot of the takes we were seeing were like essentially that Bernie and Elizabeth were like too far left and none of their ideas were working and like the centrist proved that like that's that's the way forward, uh, which was basically by not doing a fucking thing and just right. being like, no, everything, everything's chill. Let's just like kind of tweak things a little bit. Let's not rock the boat too much. Well, the Washington Post editorial board just fully shilled uh, for the insurance industry. They posted a uh, opinion piece from their entire editorial board. That just said, why go to the trouble of running for president to promote ideas that can't work? And that was a reference to when Elizabeth Warren was talking to, you know, John Delaney and saying, I don't understand why anybody goes to the trouble of running for president just to talk about what you can't and shouldn't fight for. And everyone's like, damn, yeah, all right, what the fuck, we like that. Because, yes, there's a lot going wrong um, in our current political system and just how the economy functions, et cetera. So they come out with this piece and just off top. They just sound like people who just want to take the biggest dump on Medicare for all, even as a concept. It just says proposals should meet a baseline degree of factual plausibility, a bar that, for example, the Medicare for all plan that Mr. Sanders and Ms. Warren favor does not clear. The senators cannot deliver a system that provides far more benefits than other single payer systems they claim as their model while preserving the level of care and access that insured Americans currently enjoy. They should make the case for a government monopoly on health care if they want, but they should be honest about the trade-offs. Now, look, I'm not here to say that switching to Medicare for all or trying to go through this process of, of uh, having a single-payer system is going to be simple because there are many complex issues at work on trying to take these uh, private insurance plans and figuring out how employment works and all these other things, how uh, the care will be given. Um, but that's not to say that the idea itself is like a feasible one at the very least. And it's a valuable discussion because right now we have people who are, are just basically dying because they're poor. And I think it's really disingenuous of the Washington Post to not even sort of take what their critique is about what this system is and at least offer something to say a less our owner of the newspaper is a 
massive billionaire take would be, yes, while there are complex issues in switching to a Medicare for all system, like they need to be clear about how exactly to do that and what their solutions are, rather than just wholesale writing them off about being like, oh, nice idea. It's not going to happen. Because it seems like, you know, based on a lot of the people who got into the House during the midterms were running on a Medicare for all ideal and shows that people are hungry for that. And this like talking point, it's like, well, what about the people who get their health care taken away? No, that's not how it's working. It's about providing Medicare or providing health care for every person. Right. It's so weird to be like, uh, like who like it makes me wonder who is the health and health care for Washington Post. Like it's got to be so lit. <laughs> <laughs> it must be good. Because they're like, don't invite well, on. I mean, you think about, again, I mean, you know, Jeff Bezos likes to say, like, I really have no, you know, uh, influence on the Washington Post reporting. It seems like that kind of for the most part. But when you see shit like this, because the policies of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren would go after precisely these kinds of people who are yeah, yeah. who are wealthy beyond even the exercise we did earlier. Like, I couldn't even put myself in a headspace where I had Jeffrey Bezos's money. Yeah. If I did, I would not wear clothes. Like fucking ever. No clothes. I would live in a room made out your of gonna, Your balls are going to get hung on something. If no, 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 no. It would be a velvet room. I would live inside of a giant pillow, basically, <laughs> with a TV and like food in Tuscany. But that would be it. Naked in Tuscany. But I think that's the kind of thing. Like they go on to say, you know, let me just. This other part was just really fucking absurd. Big donors and billionaires may exercise too much influence. But Democratic primary voters should be wary of candidates who use that fact to explain away all opposition to their ideas. I'm sorry, they're not. They can't even acknowledge that corporate interests in this country have such a, a factor in how policy works that right. they're saying that does actually explain away most of the opposition. If you look at who is funding a lot of the attack ads or uh, a lot of the campaigns against Medicare for all, their vested interests in private insurance. So again. What what the fuck is that? It's got to be weird to be a reporter because you get into that because you're trying to like do checks and balances of like justice in the country. Sure. And then like, do you think that these people just get sweat? Like, they're do they feel pressure to write under the way of their owner, or do they work there because their I think actual it's thoughts thinking. align yeah. with them? Yeah. I think so because at a certain level, you know the. This sort of traditional media, these like legacy companies, they've always basically never served to like fully rock the boat of on how the United States operates. It's like to report on things that are happening, but to like be like, like, you know, uh, we're in the we're in the latest stage of capitalism and we're seeing all of its manifestations everywhere. Do we need to rethink capitalism or how we're like how we're moving money around or what? the rights of workers are and things like that and what how corporate interests are poisoning the country. They're, that's just not how these things work. They just want to be like, ooh, what's the tea at this bank? Yeah. Like, there's a scandal, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. the shit is much bigger. Yeah. And, you know, they go on to say, even if you undid Citizens United, which was the decision that allowed uh, the corporations to have a First Amendment right, essentially, yeah. and, and put money into campaigns um, and politics— uh, and enacted campaign finance reform, sustainable policy in America would emerge only by means of principled compromise. Mm. Really, because that's, I'm pretty sure that's why we're fucking here, because yeah. of this idea of principled compromise. You can't compromise on certain ideas that are going to leave people in the lurch. And I think that's where, again, nice try, Washington Post, but yeah. come the fuck on. I just also like going to Canada one time and you're like, oh, you, this is great. Oh, so you were moved. We went to a place and you were moved. Well, that was only by the healthcare, which oh, I could not access. Oh, we caught you, bitch. Oh, caught we you. caught you, Caleb. <laughs> I'll change my mind on my own opinion. Oh, my God. Uh, Canada's great. You know, going to other places, I, I changed my mind. Other places <laughs> are great. I like Japan. I went there. Good. That's that a good fun. answer. That's a good answer. Uh, where else was fun? I liked going to uh, Newfoundland. Um, wow. That was a cool place. You went there? Mm-hmm. Wow, good for you. Okay. Yeah, so I don't even know what I was talking about. I think I just hadn't had my skinny pop yet. <laughs> you know me, I get grumpy. I was grumpy. <laughs> That's the grumpy version of Caleb. No, yeah. All places are the same. You know, I also really. do that. I change my, like, I'll literally reverse, like, my most deeply held belief over, <laughs> over a cup of coffee. I don't care. Oh, man. Well, uh, other people who are just abandoning their beliefs um, are a lot of Republicans in Congress because <laughs> um, we are starting to see a lot of retirees pop out 
So yeah, in the last few weeks, there have been five Republicans saying, uh, "Yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't think I'm going to seek re-election <laughs> um, because you know having Donald Trump at the top of the ticket and trying to be like, yeah, vote Republican is a tough proposition for some people, or at least people who maybe are starting to realize there might be a human inside still. Um, <laughs> and like people retiring is obviously normal, but like it's tough when you're the party trying to regain power. You want to keep as many seats as possible, so you're just like, okay, we have our seats." Which ones do we need to pick off rather than like, oh, shit, now this one's up for grabs. This one's up for grabs. It changes the math a bit. Um, And while most of the people who are retiring come from districts that are pretty solidly Republican, a few more have become competitive, which isn't what you want. Um, And so there I think there's a few reasons. A, you don't want to align yourself with the president. And there's a lot of people who are in the House right now in Congress, about two thirds of them. They've never actually served in the minority. They've always been like when the Republicans have had the gavel, they've always been like, yes, it's it's fucking wonderful. But part of that means when you go in the minority, you give up better office spaces, you get less perks, uh, your budget, your committee budgets kind of go down. So I think they just maybe want to take their toys and go home. Oh, possibly. I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. Well, I think it's other thing is just when you look at sort of how. It's hard to be attached to the devil, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, seriously, because, like, yeah. and, like, he turns on everyone, so it's, right. it's just, like, literally, it's like entering a bridge where someone just lit half of it on fire. Right. You know? Well, and then you have uh, Susan Brooks, who's, like, a woman who leads, like, she recruits new people to run in the house. That's sad. She pissed off, too. So now you have, like, okay, you are, you're already dealing with very few women who are in the Republican Party. And then also on Friday, Will Hurd, who is the only African-American GOP congressman, he was also like, no, nah, I'm not running for re-election. And he was very much like, I can't, you can't hear stuff like this from the president and have them think every American is welcome in this party. And I think for him, he's also an ex-CIA uh, uh, analyst. He was also like not feeling his like, oh, the intelligence, the deep state shit. He just wasn't feeling any of it. And I think it got to a point because his district, I believe, is in San Antonio. He, you know, having a majority Latinx district, he didn't want to then be like, vote for me, a Republican, and also have to answer questions about like, uh, what about the president, the the head of your party? <laughs> and I think that was just like, mm, nah, we're not doing that. It is weird, too, because I feel, feel like the only Republican who can stay in office and like, like you can agree with Trump 100%, but if you just kind of think he's a dick. Right. And that gets out. Mm-hmm. He like tweets you and like yeah. wants you out. Of, it's right. like insane. And the only one who can get away with it is Mitt Romney because of the because he's like King Mormon. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, you can. He's the only one who can like openly talk shit and stay. Yeah. Because even whatever Trump says. Yeah. They don't care. They're like, no, no, no. He's and I'm our. like, hey, give it up to the Mormons. Hey, stick. Hey, circle the wagons, y'all. <laughs> but the thing with, um, yeah, with Will Hurd, especially, it's like, yeah, you speak out, you're fucked. You speak up in support of him, you're fucked. And I think right. that's that's like one of those positions. If you, like I said, had half the fucking soul, you don't want to go into these uh, elections, like you know, defending some of these policies, even especially when you don't fully believe in them. Yeah, and your know. whole job is to speak on every policy and to speak on right. the president of your party. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, it's like seems brutal. Um, I really actually need to pivot to this very important story. Because I don't understand why this is a thing. Um, Oscar Mayer has a hot dog ice cream sandwich. It's called an ice dog sandwich. Do you guys hear about this? You wait, about this? Wait. Yeah, this is pretty gnarly. And and I'm like such a hot dog person. But this is like when a six-year-old woman gets like her boobs redone. You know when what I mean? When a 60-year-old woman gets yeah, her boobs Yeah, just redone. gets like a huge like fake rack and you're like all right we're have you seen that to, a lot we're trying to change things up oh here. you're from orange county oh i that's like yeah, yeah the land of fake rack that's how you know someone's <laughs> yeah, yeah, 60 yeah, yeah. they're yeah, like yeah, i don't yeah. think she has a new rack yet so i think she's 58 yeah my my first special is going to be called huge cans um <laughs> no but i feel like i'm like why would you go to ice cream and hot dog which and i'm like i love hot dogs like more than anything and for me i can't even conceive but i also hate when people try to take two good things like when people are like chocolate and bacon together i'm like no they're masterpieces by themselves you're doing too much well listen just listen to the description really quick of how this is even made so the ice dog sandwich contains candied hot dog bits Mm. 
Candy. Whatever the fuck that is. I've already got no. That's not right. Dude, hot dog, (laughs) hot dog sweet cream. I gotta see a picture of this. Hot dog sweet cream. Is that just they take the hot dog water and make that ice cream flavor? Oh, that's hot dog water. So gross. Then spicy Dijon gelato. No. And a cookie bun. No, fuck you. No. (laughs) No, no, no. Wait a minute. Now, I don't know. I, apparently, I mean, they must have done oh, this in a way. Oh, this doesn't even look like a hot dog. This it's an ice like, cream sandwich, but this is they want to evoke all these fucking flavors. This is like when you lose a bet oh, go, in childhood. Go to hell. Look at this. you have to eat this. Right now, it's going to be, I think, going to that. other places of the country. It doesn't even look like a hot dog. Oh, my God. That's morally wrong. Oh, it's horrible. If you're in New York City, August 12th, that week, look for the Wienermobile. They are serving it up. If you're in L.A., Cool House. I think we'll also be serving it. Maybe we should go. I don't think so. We have this to is try. How, this if is, you really fuck with hot dogs, why we have, to, we have no, to try this. Miles, let's just go eat regular hot dogs. I'll do that. Okay. God. But you you wouldn't even you wouldn't even entertain trying it. What if it's somehow they pulled it off? No, they can't pull it off. How come Whoa. in your why are you so adamant that they can't pull it because off? Why I, are you so resistant to change? Yeah. <laughs> no, sister, I've never felt an emotion in my life. I can't be moved by any geographical change. I changed my mind about all that. I love everything like I love a hat the second day wear. Oh my god. You need God. You need God. God's great. Ice cream sh- is not Okay, so this is what a, a hot dog is like summer and ice cream's like summer but this is a whole <laughs> different thing this it's hot it's spicy it's like it's, shouldn't be an ice cream flavor no it's wrong i have a feeling this is like this is the kind of energy that is like what rom-coms are built off of because then you're gonna have your first bite and then you're gonna be team ice dog sandwich oh my god every time i say i hate someone i end up fucking them so <laughs> that's how it goes john uh, but somehow the hot dog that made me matter than Trump. <laughs> that made me matter than like poverty and healthcare. That's crazy. It is different than what I thought it was going to be, though. That's like, the first feeling of it. I just felt. thought it was going to. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be a hot dog with ice cream on top of it, <laughs> which would be better than what the fuck really? that is. Yeah, I would rather have a hot dog with ice cream on it. Look, it's not ideal, but at least we're not getting fucking wild space Spicy gelato. engineering in a lab you know there's yeah. a lot of thought that went into that hot dog hey. sweet cream already to me sounds like the pink goo that they make the the franks out of anyway you just, know what i mean Miles, don't just think that. about it if you ever saw a hot dog get made Miles, whatever it is what it is i know that's my biggest thing is when people bring that up to me when i'm eating a hot dog I'm i like, don't care though. i'm like look you bitch, care. i've clearly chosen to enjoy this okay you yeah. sound like big hot dog is funding this podcast and you're just a corporate shill. Look, like the Washington Post just editorial like board. Bezos. Look, I told you that I would kill for money. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's go on to another thing that's in the works. Um, the GoFundMe border wall has running into problems. Um, already, somehow, this fucking joke of a wall is now has, like, parts of the wall are technically in Mexico at this point. It's not even, like, on its own land. Um, because they're, they're, I guess they're borders or boulders that they used to put at like the foot of the wall that they were placing. And, uh, they were putting these boulders in what is legally Mexico. And it's now sort of like a mini international incident. Um, that dude who started it, Brian Colfage is like screaming shit. Like this is like this UN like organization is harassing me. And it, this commission that is calling me out is 50% Mexican owned. Okay, so this commission that he's talking about is called the International Boundary and Water Commission, and it was established in the fucking 19th century uh, with a commissioner from each country. One of the American one is a Trump appointee, and they look at you know sort of how land is used and how water is flowing between the two countries, like to basically be like, this is how we figure out our borders, like from yeah. a sort of geographical uh, standpoint. And anyway, so now like Colfage is very dismissive and telling like this commission to go fuck itself. Because they're like, uh, these are in Mexico. Like, you have to do something. It's like, well, uh, you know, the people moved them there. Like, you can move them back if you're so if you're so mad about it. Um, and he is just basically saying, well, it's funny because with this whole idea of him thinking of keeping foreign bullshit out of the country, right, right. he still can't even look at Mexico's viewpoint here and be like, I'll get this foreign bullshit out of our country. So yeah. the, the wall is like a bunch of boulders? 
No, we'll see like that. Yeah, I think it's a few different. The The wall itself isn't boulders, but I think they have boulders near where the actual because the wall isn't really being built yet. They're still like developing the fucking land. So it's still like a big grift yeah. from what I can tell. And this is just part of like the process of it being built. I mean, it would be funny if they just put a fucking couple four foot boulders and like, yeah, that's it. And like, <laughs> you can climb over this. The thought of him acting like a victim is just so funny to me. I'm just like, how the men, the, the gymnastics. Right. I. And he's mad that the half of the commission is Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, exactly. And it's like, what yeah, because. Because it's a Should've partnership been. between the two countries because it's dealing with the border oh, between these two countries. That's a lot of Mexicans oh, on it's this 50%. But that's the kind of shit that he has to tweet to his followers to like sort of use this weird fucking rhetoric to be like defend his dumb idea. Um, oh, boy. The funny thing is he's like Cole Fades, this dude was saying like, well, the landowner in Mexico, uh, he says like he doesn't have a problem with the rocks being there. But the commission uh, who was like – who. They gave their comment was the concern about the encroachments was brought to our attention by the Mexican government, which is the entity we deal with. So we don't give a fuck about what your friend who owns this property thinks of. This is what the government has witnessed. Anyway, I feel like the so, many, so many uh, racists, uh, not only dumb, but like like another level. I think they have this cartoon idea of Mexico in their brain mm-hmm. where they don't have a government and they think of it literally like a cartoon with like tumbleweeds and like it's like crazy. Yeah, right. I really think they're surprised when they're like, wow, the commission. Like, what? I really think they think it's the Wild West and they just don't understand it's a real country. Well, if I think I truly believe that because most people who buy into all that rhetoric have such little idea of some of the nuance, not even nuances, just the facts of yeah. the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gave them too much credit. <laughs> Apologies to ignorant racists everywhere. <laughs> JK, fuck you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hell yeah. And we're back. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about Netflix because some people were noticing. Are y'all cheersing your LaCroix? <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Cheers. Jimmy Buffett over here. Uh, what a great day. <laughs> Let's do some shots. <laughs> do shots so, after this. Netflix uh, got caught uh, recently when a user discovered that the app on Android was collecting physical activity data. And this got a lot of people just like, the you know the conspiracy theories ensued because a security research yes play the well that's not mine I have the X file sound but we don't what have was that, right that? I like that that's for Jack when he does conspiracy theories because it's meant to undermine him oh this is that was Curb yeah it's from Curb oh, I love that so last I think a week and a half ago a security researcher just opened his app as well and found or saw that there was a menu added that asks for permission to access your physical activity. Now, most people were saying like it's probably Netflix making use of this new Android Q update that lets like developers, you know, tap into the sensors to detect step counts or classify like how a user like what their activity is, like if they're walking or biking or in a vehicle. And Netflix was like, "Yeah, yeah, that, that that's what's going on. That's what's going on." And that could be the case, but again, the conspiracy theories abound and not even like that they're that good. One person i think at gizmodo i was saying like maybe they're trying to get into like the exercise space because there was like that show uh make it that they launched and this one person had an idea of like using uh like you had a pair of socks that could tell when you fell asleep while binge watching to automatically pause the show you're watching and they're like maybe it has something to do with that socks yeah somehow like this person's idea was like based on how much you move your feet at a certain point it would detect your sleep based on movement, oh, and it would send God. a signal to pause your shit. I would never wear those. I already feel like it's so fucking violent every time Netflix asks me if I'm still watching. Yeah. I'm like, yes, bitch, you don't, do you need to make me feel bad? Right. I'm here, still I get here. it. I've been watching The Office yes, for four and a half I'm straight sad. hours. What right. do you do on your day, like, yeah. Sunday? And Jesus. I'm, am I not allowed to watch, the, to have The Office on while I'm passed out? For, yeah. I, I, I want that half in my dreams. Sometimes. It helps me dream nicer. I, and Oh, that's not good for their numbers. Or well, whatever. the funny thing too, even about those socks, the thing failed on so many levels. Like if you used a blanket, it wouldn't transmit the signal. If yeah. you were like someone who moves around a lot, it would never think you're asleep. Yeah. Also, who the fuck is sleeping with socks on? Uh, uh, pervs. 
Do you sleep with socks Huge on? Huge purr. You ever sleep with your socks on? I don't do nothing with socks on. I take mine <laughs> I don't off. Have them on now. But like my feet are twenty degrees colder than the rest of my body. I don't know why. So sometimes during my awake life, I have to keep them on. Well, I don't, sure. If I take like a nap or something, yeah, in my. Asleep. But do you get in bed with your socks on? No, that's I take what I them mean. Off. <laughs> Are you lying? Blair, are you lying? No, one of my things is I never lie. Really? Yeah. What do you mean, one of my things? (laughs) (laughs) Like on your dating profile? One of my things, like, I never lie. You can trust me. No, my dating profile, like, I tried to say how I actually felt, like, the truth about my life. And my friend Joe Quazala was like, literally nobody is going to swipe on that. (laughs) he, He changed it to say... Um, I've never had water. What's it taste like? And then a million matches. Oh, hell Guys yeah. just want someone to be dumb as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Looking for breathing lessons. Please. <laughs> Quick match before I die. My dog. phone exploded. Yeah, right. <laughs> Show me how to blink. What's it taste like? Honestly, that's a very good question. Oh, my God. You're what sick. What does water taste like? You're sick. Um, there was another one, too, that they said there was like a personal trainer. Uh, that was on this show. That was like a, uh, like I guess one of those like Fitbit devices that could pause your show every time you stopped moving. So I'm guessing that's like for people who like watch Netflix at the gym. I've never been to a gym, but I guess that's what people do <laughs> is watch shows on a treadmill. <laughs> and if you do, then why do I need it? I can do that at home on my couch. So yeah, I do work out too TV, uh, while I watch TV sometimes. Do you? Yeah. Well, that might make sense though. Yeah. And though another one was saying like maybe it could be a thing where like if you were like like exercising netflix could send a motivational quote from a netflix here a lot of people are like trying to connect these dots so it could be something like that and also there are like a lot of rival streaming services coming out so maybe they do have an eye like an eye on how to differentiate themselves but when you also look at like tesla came out and said that you'd be able to start watching netflix in your car yeah, but they were oh. saying only when it oh, stopped because right. obviously that'd be the fuck. How the fuck could they? Yeah. I mean, I think that's maybe in the future when you have driverless cars. Great, you can just watch it because you're not. And in- honey, I can't wait till that day <laughs> <laughs> when you and your billionaire friends are just cruising nonstop. When I don't have to drive, oh, I love to be driven. Do I you love it? Yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite driving experience that I'll, you've been in? Well. I mean, I don't know. I've been in a, some nice ones, but I I just don't like to have to focus, pay attention. Right. Oh, you want to yeah. be lazy as fuck. I like want, the rest of yeah, us. or just like I want to just deeply stare wistfully out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay. What do you think about when you're wistfully staring? Oh, baby, a lot goes through this <laughs> night. <noggin. laughs> and it ain't all good. So, I don't know. A lot of rumors abound about this uh, Netflix thing, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean. Isn't it crazy, though? They are literally keeping track of every... I just assume my phone knows every single fucking thing about my entire existence. yeah. But they pay so much attention. That's like for comedy specials. That's why they started making them shorter, because they're like, oh, literally nobody watches past 15 minutes. Right. Yeah, Yeah. if it gets slow, too. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's also... Checking quickly uh, with Tarantino's latest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, it's, man, it's pissing a lot of people off. Oh, and it's boy. making others very happy. It all depends on how you look at him, his work, um, and, you know, his approach to everything. But I just kind of, it was it was funny to me because there's such a plurality of people that are upset. Obviously, you're going to have people who uh, are upset because his films are rife with just violent scenes against women, especially the, the Hateful Eight was wow um and a lot of the times like the death of women are used as a well, punchline well they were line. a hateful hateful, hateful people. bunch yeah so yes they were they they're anti-woman and then they're also you know people were upset by like the casting of like Emil Hirsch who i had no idea had choked a woman out at Sundance in 2015. Like, what? Yeah. I thought Emil Hirsch's career was like full done. Right. I was extremely surprised when Emil his ass Hirsch. popped up. And I kept being like, 
I was so surprised that I kept being like, is, is that, that Emil Hirsch? Hirsch? Yeah. I kept going back and forth with myself for a while. This, the tale of him choking this woman was like, he was at a night, like there was a pop-up nightclub put on by Tao. Oh my God, I forgot about <laughs> this guy. Wait, and this was public too. Like, so yes. you're, so whenever, whenever someone is <laughs> violent publicly, I'm always like, oh, what shit has gone down? If they don't give a fuck that much. Well, it's because it was 2015. That's when people were still like, yeah, is it you that You know what bad? else I think he's, getting away with is if it's fooling me it's fooling someone else i thought he died in into the wild and actually died what are no. you serious like i never consciously you look very thought that. serious though i never consciously thought it but in my head i'm like oh, oh he Mil Hirsch is dead that movie <laughs> because felt of into so the wild. real <laughs> that's why i thought his career was over because right. I, I was like oh yeah i thought he was you dead thought he died it in was that bus so method he died uh, not like really, when shia but... labeouf actually had sex in that movie you know how people think there's a, a genie movie with Sinbad, but there never was? Right. It's like that. I thought Emil Hirsch was dead. <laughs> well, Shazam. I thought he was dead like, uh, you know, River Phoenix or uh, the, uh, the Joker. <laughs> Wait, wasn't... Um... I thought he was one of those young guys that died. Oh, well, my God. But Shazam Caleb. was the genie, though. But Caleb, what are you talking no, about? Kazam. Kazam. Shazam. I mean, because Sh- no people mix mix Sinbad. up the name. I think. Yeah, yeah. Kazam and Shazam. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, wow. We're we're giving people the fucking truth today. That's right. Um, so yeah, there's again always <laughs> there's always uh, these sort of criticism. But anyway, with back to Emil Hirsch. So just read this at a VIP booth at Tao Pop Up Nightclub. Uh, several hours and drinks later, eyewitnesses say that two people had to physically pull the then 29 year old actor off a female film executive who he choked unconscious. They said like when he got there. Apparently, from police reports, he said she started kind of causing a ruckus, and I sort of started getting intervening, and this happened. Wow, I guess this is how fucked up he sounded when he gave this quote. I don't think it was much more than that, to be honest. I think she had a go at me. I probably defended myself. So what happened was, according to this woman, he just started talking shit to her. He's like, "You're just rich, you know, and you probably don't fucking anything with your life. You're just fucking some rich dude's fucking daughter. What have you fucking done?" Huh? You're just fucking pretty girl, dude. Fuck you, done. I'm fucking. I'm out here, dude. Fucking how nightclub, dude. And fuck you. And apparently kept touching her hair and shit. And I think at one point she was like, "Yo, get the fuck off me." It escalated and choked her. So apparently when the cops got there, when they said, "What the fuck's going on?" I was like, "I don't know. You know, it's kind of hazy. Just had a few drinks, but I think I can patch it up with her." He kept insisting the wow. cops. He's like, "No, nah, I think I'm gonna patch it up with her." <laughs> And they're like, no, dude. Yeah. He was charged uh, with like felony assault, and then like he took a plea deal because at first she wasn't going to press charges because again, that's how fucked up the industry was. She was really concerned about her standing as a develop because she was in a development executive and was even named Whoa. at like powerful executives under thirty, like in the in Variety or something. Don't choke. And the then industry. eventually she was like, nah, fuck that. This is bullshit. Press the charges, and then he took the plea deal. And again. I think it was 2015. I don't. I did not know. I had no idea this had happened. Wow. Um, and then a few other things just about Tarantino's filmmaking style. We talked a little bit about how he forced Uma Thurman to drive like basically a rickety old car, and she got in a fucking car accident because he was so insistent that she drive this piece of shit. What? I also didn't know that in Inglorious Bastards, when Diane Kruger's character is getting choked to death, those are Quentin Tarantino's hands. He like insisted that he was the one choking her like for the shot. So Whoa. you know that's. That's the backdrop of all of this. You think that's why he said the N-word so much, so people focused on that instead of all his other creepy Maybe. Shit? I mean, the thing... <laughs> there, there, are, there are moments that, like, the whole film, to me, I wasn't like, oh, this is one of his greatest films, and I wasn't like, oh, this is fucking... This is the worst film I've ever fucking seen. It all depends on how much... On how familiar you are with his work anyway, and knowing this, there's going to be some dumb shit, some, right. you know, overly offensive shit. So... Let me just go through some of the lists of the other people. We got to the people who were upset about the casting and these other things. First, he was pissing off uh, Bruce Lee's family because there's a moment where Bruce Lee is in it and it's like a caricature of him. And it's just like this dumb scene where he gets like like beaten like one punch or whatever. And to me, most of uh, Quentin Tarantino's characters are fucking caricatures. So I was just sort of like, of course, this is just another caricature of a, of a, of a real life person. The thing that pissed me off was like, Bruce Lee would not have fucking lost to this motherfucker in a fight. That's the part where I felt they did him dirty. Not because of the overly hard done, like lame version of Bruce Lee that the actor was doing. When I was watching, I was like, I don't think this is anything like Bruce Lee in my life. Sure. And I think, again, the his daughter came out and was like, this is a caricature. 
that he come that he came off as an arrogant asshole or whatever. It's like I get that if they were doing my dad like that, I would be mad about it. But I don't know. But it's know. also fiction. Yeah, that's like a- like none of it was. Sure, that's why I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're. I don't think there's any reason for me to take argument with people who were offended by that. I, I certainly see why you could be. But for me, the thing I was more pissed off was like, Bruce Lee would have had that ass. Okay, I'm right. sorry, Brad Pitt. Next, PETA was mad because of uh, Brad Pitt's character who had a pit bull and apparently used like some breeder to get this dog or whatever, and that pissed PETA off. Uh, that dog was fucking vicious, though. You know what I mean? The dog comes through the end. No spoilers. Wait, anyway. So what happened to the dog? They were just, I think they were upset that there was a pit bull and it was uh, sort of portrayed in this film as like in a really aggressive dog or this like, you know, tough animal. And it's already like a very abused animal. So of course, PETA comes in. And I think they also maybe got it from a breeder who was, you know, a problematic pit bull breeder. Wow. The next thing, druggies. There's a scene where Brad Pitt smokes an LSD dip cigarette. And gets high. And now you piss off Miles. And now you're pissing off me <laughs> and all the drug people because I'm an LSD truther, okay? Because let's really think about this, man. Fucking LSD breaks down chemically around 36 degrees Celsius or 98 degrees Fahrenheit, okay? Now, cigarette, <laughs> that shit burning around uh, uh, fucking 900 degrees Celsius. 900. So the lysergic acid would not survive this process. Wait a minute. It would basically render the LSD inert from the heat. Inert. Like you couldn't smoke. Like you, the, once it's being heated up, it's done. I mean, you could have got it from touching the cigarette or whatever, but in the film, he's never tripping from handling it. But again, whatever. Well, that also sounds like some kind of bullshit 60s drug where they don't even know they're doing it wrong. And they're just like, yeah. Look, the movie was fucking good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, like, I want it, But now I want to get to you and your love of Brad Pitt. First, I want to say that the uh, young actress in it who is like the little girl – I was very impressed with her acting skills and the, you know, the character provided a little bit of relief at times. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio, I was, <laughs> he was so fucking transparently insecure and like his pep, self pep talks had me laughing. Not yeah, lie. he was good. I liked it. Um, now, Brad Pitt, you said Leonardo DiCaprio who? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I do want to preface. <laughs> I want to preface this with saying I have not seen any Tarantino movies. That's amazing. <laughs> I saw Kill Bill once when I was like young, and I don't remember it. So I went in there hungover as hell, and I was like, I'm gonna have just like a t- an afternoon with myself. Mm-hmm. I got myself a large popcorn. A extra large diet coke, and I went in there. God damn. And what happened was, I was like. I love this movie. I love 60s Hollywood. It was so cool seeing all the old spots and he didn't use CGI. So it was all just real. I I loved it. Brad Pitt, 55 years old. Like, I don't like old dudes. Damn, he's I would 55? fuck the shit out of him. Oh, my God. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even notice. He Leonardo- looked. You could see it in his face. But not in those abs. I didn't even notice abs. Leonardo DiCaprio was in the movie. I could not. He's a movie star. He's in a movie star. Brad Pitt? Yeah. <laughs> you're you're vibrating. Yeah. Like off of your I seat. Mean, you're levi- you're nearly levitating. Unreal. I oh. was like, this movie isn't long enough. If they could add a few more hours. Just watch it at half speed next time. So does he take his shirt off and stuff and do like cool Brad Pitt <laughs> yeah, stuff? Yeah, and he's also just like brusque masculinity. Just yeah, like... and he's also a guy who kills his wife. Yeah, he, and, he, and he killed his wife. And I was Spoiler. like, that's so fucking hot. So, well, it's wow. not even like a scene. It's like this weird dimension of the character that like they just touch on once. Well, no, since we talked about all this and since I read all the articles, I was like, oh, okay, now I should feel guilty that I liked it. Um, and I, I didn't know about the feet thing. Now I want to watch it again. He um, loves his feet. And then Robert Evans, uh, who this, this is a real sentence, is back from Syria. He is in the, He was in the studio today and we were talking and he was like, did you ever read that article about the woman who like was like basically hooked up with him for the story and Tarantino essentially was like very like it didn't seem like it was any kind of predatory thing he was essentially they were in a relationship or like being dating or something and he was sort of like yeah like even uh without sex like I would love to just like lick your feet and masturbate well wow. she was like yeah for the story all right he does look yeah. like a guy that likes to lick feet and masturbate though yeah is there a type I mean that smile he has that's mm. like a mm. You know, there's something. Ted Cruz has the same sort of like smile where you're like, wow, mm, licking feet. 
That's a foot licking smile. I Damn. can. Uh, yeah, uh, well, what? Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you better say, like, there is no face type for that man. Oh, wow. You're a lean back. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. I will say, you know, uh, Margot Robbie, she didn't have that many lines. Yeah. Are you still thinking about this dude, whoever is the foot licker in your mind that you pictured? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I will watch it through a different lens now, knowing that Tarantino like is not treating women I think he, in a great light. He has a subconscious hatred of women that I'm thinking he 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 wrestles. I don't even think he wrestles with. He just acts them out in his films. Yeah. yeah what if? But maybe that was also a little true to the time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think there's also there's also an argument about like, you know, even with Brad Pitt's character being like a guy who killed his wife and like didn't go to jail and it's just a rumor that everyone knows but he still works is yeah. a very like 60s thing. It's like, yeah, he may have killed his wife. Like that is I I get that, but at the same time, I understand these criticisms of just having characters like that who aren't really redeemable either. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you know, this is that you pick your poison. That being said, Ooh, huge relief when Brad Pitt didn't fuck that teen. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, having of... not seen this movie, this is this is uh, crazy. <laughs> what kind of movie is this? But yeah, I think uh, the the parts that I really did enjoy though were just seeing old LA and also the Me amount too. of places. It was funny. I saw it at the Cinerama Dome, and people were cheering when they showed the Cinerama Dome. Like, yeah. Because like, we're here. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> I saw that arc light, and I was like, "This is fucking cool." Uh, but you know, uh, you know, check it out. Let us know what you think. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people hated it. Uh, I'm ambivalent towards it. And Blair's take is, "I'll fuck Brad Pitt's 55 year old <laughs> face all day." Right? <laughs> you said it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I summed your take up. It wasn't even. To me, I wow. think you you didn't even come away from it being like, I love the movie. I think all it did was activate your libido yeah. when you saw Brad Pitt. I didn't even know that I liked Brad Pitt. Like, I've never felt anything for him in my life. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. You say that's so, so sure How of many, yourself. So you've seen like- I've never felt Joe anything Black and like- uh, Oh yeah, Fight I forgot Club? about that movie. Or him in Snatch Fight when he's Club. all shirtless all the time. I haven't Snatch. seen Fight Club. There's, you know, there are large gaps in my cinematic history. Yeah, um, I know. I feel, that how many friend, movies have you seen? <laughs> like four. My <laughs> friends like to- Look, I read a lot, okay? Okay. I read a lot. Oh, that's right. You're a speed reader. Yeah. You have to but, show me your technique. But, like, my friends are always just like, oh, yeah, of course you haven't seen anything. Yeah. Right. But you've seen what? But you've seen probably some show, like, nine times over and over. Oh, yeah. I'm sick. What show is that? Um, There's a lot. Uh, What's I, the latest one? I, <laughs> True Blood. True Blood? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. All right, Vampire Gang in the mm-hmm. building. Uh, well, Caleb, thank you so much for stopping by. Best day of my life. Oh, damn. <laughs> I believe Every day. You. <laughs> thank you. That's how I keep it. You know, I've changed my mind. I love everywhere and everybody. Uh, and today's the best day of your life. It's great. I think today- it was that Zevia. Yeah. You know what it is? I think it was that Zevia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that today is the first day of the rest of your life. That's uh, never not true. As my religion teacher said. Uh, anyway, where can people find you, follow you, support you? At Caleb Sign-In. C-A-L-E-B-S-Y-N-A-N. Get at me uh, or CalebSign.com. I don't know. Just, just follow me on Instagram. It'll be great. Uh, come see me do stand-up in your city. And uh, I, I'm going to go watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood if you want to come see it with me. Okay, when? Uh, put later, that on. Put later the, today. Okay, let them know. Let them know. <laughs> I'm going to the Arclight. Um, and what's a tweet? Is there a tweet you like recently? From anybody? Ooh, I saw a good one. Uh, ooh, it was probably one about Alan Strickland Williams has all those ones about eating ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that there's a good one I saw. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to. I forgot about the tweet thing. Oh yeah, Rob Hayes had one that I really liked, where he says, uh, "What's going on with Bill De Blasio's sideburns? We haven't had a president with sideburns in a hundred years." <laughs> Just really made me laugh. Holy like, uh, shit. Follow Rob Hayes. Very funny comedian. I love uh, Rob Hayes. I think he's one of the funniest people alive. He really is. He's so good. Blair, what about you? Where can we find you, follow you? Oh, you, you can find me at Blair Saki, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I, um, but not if you want to write me about my voice. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that's on Twitter and Instagram, and I post all my shows in L.A. and other cities and stuff. Boom. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what's a tweet you like? I don't know who wrote it, but it was so funny. It was like a quote tweet of an article about Leonardo DiCaprio that said, life after Leo, like where his girlfriends are at now. And the person wrote, in their mid-20s. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, shit. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny one, too. I love those. uh... (laughs) It's like, we can all see who... We can Google these women's ages, Leo. We see a pattern. Um, You can find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at milesofgray. Uh, Tweet I like... Let's see. This is from Dana Donnelly. At Dana, D-O-N-L-Y, Donnelly. Uh, says, I do unfortunately find teen girls really hot because I needed to try to have something in common with my last boyfriend and I was having way too hard of a time getting into basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I literally was going to say that one. I read it on the way in here. Oh, man. Her tweets are on fucking point. Uh, You can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We got a Facebook fan page. We have a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Um, yeah, thank you to the voice in my head who said footnotes back. Um, where, yeah, we post episodes and, uh, yeah. And the song we write out on. What's the song gonna be? Well, it's a track that was recently released by the artist Rhapsody, uh, who's a dope MC. Uh, it's her featuring D'Angelo and the Jizza, um, and it has, like, the Liquid Swords beat on it. Um, yeah, it's called Ittihaj. Um, and it's dope. So peep this one and write out on that. But I do have to remind you uh, that The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. And if you want more, get your podcast from iHeartRadio. Visit the app and that podcast wherever you get them shows. Okay? That'll be it for us today. It's Monday. Go forth and wreak havoc upon the earth in, a, yeah. in a positive way. That's right. Thank okay. you. We love you and goodbye. Bye. Back in the days yeah. when niggas wore fades, yeah. suit tied caps, yeah. just trying to get you away, trying to get you away, trying to get you away. Thinking like back in the days yeah. when niggas wore fades, yeah. suit tied caps, just yeah. trying to get you away, trying to catch you away, trying to catch you away. Boy, you Thinking shot, like. Boy. 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 Boy.